What's going on, golf addicts? Welcome to the Charles Schwab Challenge 2023 DraftKings DFS Preview Show. DB here, Pat Perry, coming off the electric PGA Championship. We're going to talk a little bit about the PGA, some storylines coming out of it, and then we're going to obviously get to our picks, our fades, our sleepers, some chalk, and where all that's going to go. For, uh, for the Charles Schwab Challenge, Pat, I am, uh, I'm still cooking on this Tito's here. We just got done recording the betting show. You still got the, uh, the hazy there? Little hazy IPA. It's mm. almost done. Um, God, I love a hazy IPA. It's so good. It's Creature Comforts is the name of the... Athens, baby. Athens. Athens, baby. Go dog. Mm. Let's talk about the PGA. First of all... Uh, I mean, it was a very, very profitable week for the Nut Hut in terms of a lot of bets. I, I, I won five units in my exclusive head-to-heads in top 20s. Joe Idoni continues to crush. He's 16 units in his exclusive bets on uh, in our Discord. We had a good sweat there. I had Hovland on the card. You had Connors on the outright card. Uh, we had our boy, oh God, I mean, dude, Vince Marchiata, the Italian job, did it with the very free four-minute read article. That goes up every Tuesday or Wednesday on tourjunkies.com called, called Let's Go Juicing, where he juiced Brooks Kepka's odds up to 39 to 1 by parlaying it with some dude on the Celtics. And that hit. It was amazing. Everybody was winning money hand over fist. It was beautiful. If you're not in the nut hut, I don't know what you're doing. It's 20 bucks a month, and it's an easy 20 bucks, okay? Because you you will recoup it, I promise you. We got two more majors left. We got the FedEx playoffs. We got elevated events. You're just doing it wrong if you're not in there, mixing it up. We're having a great time. Also, we're going to have another special guest this week, Pat. Our friend AI is back. I've brought the Discord. Oh. I've brought the Discord. For this show? For this show. I've brought the Discord okay, AI okay. bot back. He will be making an appearance very shortly as we now have more Discord users getting in on the fun and helping, uh, helping our AI friend you know, conceptualize golfers in a new way. and. We've got some more interesting ones to show you. I saw you more than just golfers last week. I can that tell is you that true. Right we did now. have a few others. That was I saw some Muppets in there. <laughs> I saw uh, Elmo. <laughs> I don't know how Elmo got involved, but I got involved with that too. Elmo and Oak Hill. I had to ask somebody to do some things with Elmo. I didn't. I didn't know that it was going to go that direction, but it was happening in there, and so I was like, you know what? Let's make Elmo do this, and that's what happened. You never know where you're going to get in there. By the way, you know what we haven't talked about? Our boy John Sayer. Shout out to John Sayer. He's a wonderful Nut Hut Discord member because he is the props guy. He is like, if it's underdog or prize picks, John Sayer has, has it covered. Did you see what he crushed it on this week? No. I, can, I, I can't imagine. Because he does a lot of different things. Cornhole. No, they don't do cornhole, do they really? Yes, and Sayer is killing it. He's posted all these winning, these winning slips, dude. It's amazing. I mean, if, if, yeah, it's so good. I love our community in there. It's great. Uh, listen, Brooks wins a PGA. I, it feels like three months ago on this show, I said, man, it really feels like Liv has lost all their momentum. I said it. And, and hey, I've been a live. I've been okay with live since the jump, right? Did you I, almost say you've been a live shill? No, I didn't say no. I've not been okay. a live shill. I just was. I just. I was wondering. No, I thought I've made fun of live. I, I, I've got TikToks and Instagram reels making fun of live. I've made fun okay. of live on a live betting preview show that we I did with Joe Idoni in the first event of the year. 
Like, I've made fun of it. There are things I like about it. There are things I don't like about it. But I'm not anti, fully anti-lift. I am anti-fragmented golf. And I am seeing the tide shift. But just three months ago, I said, it feels like they don't have any more momentum. It feels like they had momentum late in the fall. And then with that, with that break and with all the attention, the elevated events and all this stuff on the PJ Tour is getting early in the year, it just feels like they had nothing. And then the Masters. And now this. I mean, do we think – and there's so many golf shows that, that you could go to to talk about this and break this down, and we're not going to spend a whole lot of time doing it. But, I mean, this has got to change the, o, the OWGR. And at, at minimum, I feel like it's got to change the OWGR. Do you agree? Like, this has to be it. Yes, I, I do agree. As a matter of fact, I think with the way uh, the last two majors have has gone, that it, it it really has been just a, a super positive forward lift. I mean, that's the thing. I mean, you look at what we had uh, at the Masters with Phil Mickelson finishing up there, which was incredible. Patrick Reed finishing up there. You know, obviously Brooks Kepka was in contention. And then this week we get Brooks Kepka winning. So a live guy wins a major. But also the way it's felt dur- during the tournament. Like, you just haven't felt a lot of animosity between the PGA Tour players and the live guys. There hasn't been a lot of drama other than what the media may put out there. And it's I'm starting to come around, DB. I'm coming around. Like, yeah. to the point where I'm like, I, for one, I think Brooks should be on the Ryder Cup team. I think that should happen. Um, and I think the points, when you look at the points right now, is total BS. It really is. And I just don't, like, we want to win this. We want, the U.S. wants to win the Ryder Cup. And if you don't have the best players in the world on the team, it's a little bit of a joke. It really is. So, anyway, um, I'm coming around to live, and I think a lot more people are. Now, the old head golf people, I wonder what they're thinking. Like, I would love to have, like, my dad on the show. Mm. You're like dad, dad, dad. You you've been a golf fan forever, okay? Let's get him been on. a golf fan forever. All right. You sat on whatever the bridge was on 15 at the Augusta National and hung your feet in the water back in the day when they were playing. All right. That's how long you've been a golf fan. You like to tell that story. You went over to Arnold Arnold Palmer's house that he was renting. You have that story. What about Liv now? What do you think? What about Brooks Kafka? The way he played, just dominated. Like how how can you how can you deny it now? Yeah, I would like to know what old old man golf thinks. We need, I really would. Let's get your let's see if your dad will come on. I'm I'm showing a picture here of our our AI bot generated Brooks Kepka, um holding the, with the a gold Wanamaker trophy. It, it appears uh, the AI didn't get the silver memo, but this one's not bad. This one's actually. Not not bad at all, but uh, we'll get to some other interesting ones. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I, I played in my member member this weekend, and this is a private club in Augusta, Georgia, miles, just miles from the Augusta National. And I must have talked to, I don't know, like uh, more, 15, 20 guys. And, you know, they, they know what I do. And we're all watching the PGA Championship simultaneously while this is going, you know, while, while uh, our member members going on. And everybody's talking about Brooks. And 
Liv comes up, the Ryder Cup comes up, and none of them, none of them want to see any more separation. None of them want to see it. None of them are, are interested in bashing Liv. None of them are interested in any of that. They, they all just want all these guys to play together again. They don't care. And I don't know if, the, if I, you know, I didn't poll any of them to see, like, did you originally care and now you don't? Or have you just always not cared? But it very much feels like the tide is turning here. And, it, and it's, it's, it's tough. And I'm wearing my Ryder Cup shirt. I'm wearing my Ryder Cup shirt because I want to talk about the Ryder Cup. I mean, you brought it up. Let's look at where the, where the points stand today. So this is from our friend Nosferatu on, uh, on Twitter at VC606. Does all the world golf stuff and uh, anything. If it's got points in golf, he's keeping up with it. He's a great follow on Twitter. Highly recommend you do it. Uh, but here's where they currently stand. Brooks Kepka is number two. I mean, this is all but locked territory. Brooks Kepka is at number two. But I mean, further down the board, that no, that that you know, you can't. I don't think you can see it here. But Patrick Reed is down there, and Patrick Reed finished T four at Augusta and T eighteen here at the PGA. Mm-hmm. I mean, and so I ask you, if you're talking about, I'm not talking about, do you love Patrick Reed as a person? But if you're a U.S. Ryder Cup fan going to Rome, you and I were on the grounds in France when we saw how they set that golf course up. If you're going to Rome and you want the U.S. to win, let me ask you a question. Right now, now you can only make the decision right now. Who would you rather have on that team? Patrick Reed or Kurt Kitayama? Patrick Reed. Patrick Reed or Wyndham Clark? Patrick Reed. Now, those are the two guys that right now, if you throw Will Zaltoris out of there because he's not going to play, those are the two guys right now who would be 11 and 12 spot. And we know that typically the U.S. tends to just go right down the line, and those are the captain's picks, 7 through 12. Um, now, I'd rather have Tony Finau than you know, any of them, and he's not technically in right now. I mean, Chris Kirk is next. Harris English after that at 15 and 16. Now. Sahith Tagal is there at 17. I think I'd probably rather have Sahith as, as him being possibly the future. Do you agree? Yeah, I would. I mean, would, you, would you rather have... I mean, I'd rather have him over almost half the names beyond number 12 on this list. Taylor Moore, are you kidding? Tom Hoagie, I'd rather have Reed. I think I'd rather have Keegan and Sahith. I think I'd rather have Keegan, Sahith, and Finau outside of the top 12 right now. But that's it. I would probably disagree and say just Sahith and Finau. I could probably take even. I could take Reed over Keegan. It's close. But I'll say this about Keegan: it is close because Keegan is a very much like mm-hmm. feels like a Ryder Cup. He's a patron, all in yeah. USA guy. Yeah. So. Um, it's it's just it's getting real sticky. Uh, don't forget DJ and Bryson. Like, let's not yeah. forget DJ and Bryson and what those guys could potentially be doing in the next two majors. By the way, uh, here's AI bot Patrick Reed, uh, a young oh, Patrick Reed. Look at that. <laughs> I don't know if we should do this. Oh, sorry. This- sorry, sorry, sorry. Here was the command. Here was the command. A young Patrick Reed in the style of the garbage pail kid. 
I just don't know. If Look at this golf glove too. The the AI bot clearly does not. They don't. They don't get sports equipment too good. And look, I think that's a baseball on his hat. It did. Now, after the Ricky Fowler incident a couple weeks ago, you do have me looking at the fingers of all the AI-generated people to make sure that there are five, five digits. Can I get back to something real quick with Ryder Cup? Because I, and I get, I know what we're going to hear. People want to, they want the picks. I get it, all right? You'll, you can skip forward. There are a lot of ways to do this, all right? First off, Zach Johnson is in a very weird position as the captain of this this team, okay? Mm-hmm. Because for one, um, it's his first time being a captain, so he's not, you know, he's he's doing this for the first time. And two, obviously, he's got the whole, for, like more so than any other captain, he's got the whole live versus PGA Tour guys thing. Um I think Brooks is an easy decision. Yeah. Um, and I think the other players are probably going to be one that you, you've got to massage a little bit. But then, like, if, if I don't know if Zach Johnson is an alpha. And I, I, I get the, and here's where I'm going with this. All right. You're going to have to make some pretty big balls decisions with this, especially because it's the PGA that runs the Ryder Cup, not the PGA Tour. What are they telling them? I feel like I heard, I I could be wrong, an interview with Zach where he said that character has something to do with being part of the team. Okay? That, to me, is a subtle reference of a guy going to live, meaning you have poor character going to live, which I don't believe at all. I think that is a bunch of shit to be honest he is preemptively he's preemptively planting that so that he can say i told you yes. we wanted high character guys well and i don't think you can say that you have low character because what's the opposite of high low mm-hmm. by going to live exclusively you can't put that on every single guy now there could be a low character guy that went to live there could there could be i don't know i don't I don't even think I'm in a, a position to be able to say you're high or low character. There are low going. character guys at, on the Live and the PGA Tour. Both tours. Both tours. Both tours. We know who they are. So then why would you say that? So why do you... Why, why That really got to me a little bit and actually angered me a little bit because I was like, I don't know, like, if if we get to Ryder Cup selection at the end of or whatever, in, you know, end of August or end of September when we're getting close to, to Ryder Cup selection. And I start hearing about character and best players in the world, like Brooks Kepka, not being on the team because of character. I'm going to, I'm going to go ape shit. <laughs> I'm sorry. I am. Cause that's just not true. Let you can't say that. So, so Dustin Johnson finishes 55th. 55th at the PGA. What did he do at a, what did he do? I don't remember what he did at Augusta. Okay, finishes 48th in the Masters, okay? Does basically nothing on live until very recently. If if you had to make the decision right now before the US Open in the PGA, whether or not DJ plays. This is a guy who has tremendous Ryder Cup and President's Cup experience and record. Didn't he just go I I remember because I 
it was a pre-tournament favorite for me for DJ to go undefeated at like 11 to 1. And he, he went 5 and 0. He won five points for the President's Cup team uh, just last fall. So if you had to make that decision for DJ, because I think you're right, Brooks does seem to be the easy one. But if you had to make it for DJ right now, what do you do? I mean, to me, I think you have DJ on the team. So, so, so to not have him on the team for the U.S. Open and the Open Championship, he would need to miss the cut in both of those. He would need to continue to just kind of look flat on live a little bit. Like, I'm guessing that's, that's what you're saying. I mean, you just won, I know, a live event, but. Um, I, don't, I don't know if they pay attention much to live, to be honest, but I think they're going to definitely look at the majors. I do think you're going to have to show up in the, in the majors a, a little bit, but, but DJ is one that, you know, has obviously shown in Ryder Cups the most recent one. Yeah. I mean, what was he in that Ryder Cup? Like 4-0? Oh? I was talking about four the President's Cup. He was like 5-0. and oh. He won five points at the President's Cup. Yeah, but then the Ryder Cup before that, he was he was also good. Yeah, right? he's got a tremendous record on yeah. in all the team events. Um, but if you just look at these guys, like, I mean, I get it. Like the, the top ten in Ryder Cup standings, you know, I can I'm okay with. But I mean, are you really are you really taking a you know Wyndham Clark over DJ and well, Kurt Kitama and okay, all of, th- those two are easy. But let me ask you this: I mean, because if you pull Finau in there, okay. Now it's, I mean, I would rather have Brooks Kepka and DJ over Cam Young right now, over the current Cam Young. I get Cam Young's prospect. I get we were all, you know, salivating over what Cam Young was going to do this year. I get he had a tremendous year last year, and that's, that's given him a lot of points, but he's about to fall out of the, the locked-up top six, and he's about to have to be a captain's pick. Well, we also got to take out Willie Z, because Willie Z's obviously Take out Willie like- Z. But I mean, and and even honestly, Sam Burns a little bit. Like Burns is a killer, and I like Burns in match play situations. I just won fifty to one on him in match play anyway. But I I do like Burns. But Cam Young would be the next man out for me, and I'd rather have both Kepka or DJ instead of him. Yeah, I. I mean, if we're talking up top there, I agree. I would have to be honest. I'd rather have DJ over Sam Burns. Yeah. I mean, it's, yeah, okay. I mean, so we're kind of on the same page. This, this is going to get really, really interesting here. Yeah. Um, really, really interesting. All right. Uh, it, let's see if we got any other AI things here. Oh, yeah, this is John Rahm uh, potentially holding the PGA Championship trophy, and I thought this one was funny because look at his – look at his – is that his pinky finger? I don't know what happened on that one. What happens to fingers? It looks on like you? a Vienna sausage, a small Vienna sausage. What is the deal with fingers on this thing? <laughs> this looks like John Rahm's kit. This looks like uh, what's his name? His firstborn. He's got the the frat boy wings coming out in the back. This will be him in like twenty years. This is him. Is that a thing though? Have we discovered something with the AI bot that yeah. if it gets really close to an actual like looking like the actual person? They throw a finger out here and there, like yeah. Rick Fowler. They they take a finger out, or you know, make yeah. him a, a a three fingered person, or they put a, a Vienna. Maybe sausage that's why finger. Ricky missed the cut. He's three finger Rick. Yeah, or a Vienna sausage finger. This was a great one. Somebody gave this command in the Nut Hut. I don't know who is responsible for this. Actually, the next couple, but someone just wanted to see Justin Rose 
as a Seven Eleven clerk. <laughs> First off, I don't but recall a Seven Eleven that looked like this. That looks just like Justin Rose. If he were a Seven Eleven clerk, I think he would look yeah. a little more worn. He would be. He looks a little angry. Like I think that's one of the best, most accurate AI generated golfers we've seen yet. Um, who do we think this is here? Well, that's got to be Phil Mickelson because he's sitting on a throne with a bunch of money everywhere. Bunch of bills looking like Floyd Mayweather. He's got a glass of rosé there, Pat. He got, it looks a little uh, fantasy golf sommelier-like there for you. Um, How do you know it's rosé? It just looks pink. I don't know. Yeah. Just okay. It just looks pink. Um, and then finally, this one is really dumb. It doesn't look like him at all. But someone gave the, someone gave the command for HV3 to be the milkman based out of the state of Georgia. And I don't know why. That just seems random AF. But this is HV3 as a milkman. I mean, he's swole. I mean, my man is jacked right there. And HV is not jacked. I mean, no offense. Also, yeah. there's a couple of random pastries next to him that I don't know how those... I don't know how one of those is... I, I don't know. It's an interesting look. But AI continues to uh, disappoint yet not disappoint. So, all right. That's long enough. Let's get into it. All right. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about DraftKings. One thing that we did learn. Again, because we got to keep learning it. You know, DFS is a, you got to keep learning stuff, right? You got to keep reminding yourself about some stuff. And I think we need to remind ourselves at the U.S. Open, when you get one of these tough golf courses, tough conditions, you know, high variance. And we talked about it last week. We talked about it. Talked about it on the chat extensively on Wednesday night. It makes sense to eat very little chalk, very little, and to play Mm -hmm. high upside pivots, okay? Because a lot of the chalk bombed. Now, unfortunately, our boy Joe Idoni, God love him. I mean, but the, listen, Joe Idoni crushing his exclusive top 20s, top 40s, head-to-heads, exclusively in the Discord. Like I said, he's up 16 units on the season, crushing it. He, had a, he took a bold call. He took a bold stance. He did. He did. He could have chose Ricky Fowler. He could have chose Wyndham Clark. He could have chose Gary Woodland. As cheap chalk, John Rom. As cheap chalk, uh, yeah. Could could have chose. Look at me. Could could the captain now? Could have chose Jan Rom. I said. I know you did. You like Scheffler. I I liked Rom. Whatever. Said. You're right. You're right. But he didn't. He chose Scheffler, and Scheffler finished his second. Um, Scheffler was about the only chalk you would have done good eating. You would have done good fading a lot of it. So just remember that. When you get into these high-variant situations, I think that's we got to keep that in mind. Uh, we can break down kind of some of those guys, but we need to move on. So 9K and above range, Colonial Country Club. We know what Colonial does. We know what Colonial asks. This is a uh, long-running host site on the PGA Tour. Let's talk about the 9K and above range on DK. First, let's talk about where the chalk going to be. Where the chalk gonna be? Uh oh. Where the chalk gonna be? It's gonna be at Tommy Lad at ninety two hundred. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, I think, and and it'll be interesting to see Tommy Lad versus Rose because I, Rose has definitely been popular lately. Like he's he feels like people are, I mean, really really like him. Now I say that he was still only like nine percent of the PGA, and Tommy was Tommy was probably way more. Tommy was uh yeah sixteen on average. So. Uh, I, I mean, but Rose has all the history here, and Tommy just has that one year, you know. So I don't know if that will 
bring them a little closer together, but nonetheless, they're both going to be popular. And if you were playing a cash game, 50-50, double up, I love both of them. From there, I think it's going to be Jordan Spieth. I think it's going to be Scotty Scheffler. I think, I think it's going to be Hovland. You could, I think Hovland is, is going to jump up a ton in ownership this week. I really do. So I do think you're going to get... Unless some enough of us touts kind of spin the, uh, you know, the, the whole like, oh, he's going to be exhausted, like, you know, emotionally, mentally from the PGA. Unless we spin that, you know, and then we could be like, if oh, you want to spin it, you can. But I think you said something in our betting show that was very important and uh, spot on. Um, I'll give you credit. Oh, wow. He wants to win anything right now. Vic does. Yeah. He, he wants a win under his belt. It does not matter where, when, how it is. He wants a win. So I will play a chalky Vic, even if he is chalky. Ooh. Okay. I mean, it's, what if he's right? What if he's twice the ownership of Tony Finau with all that history? Eh, I don't know if that's going to happen. I think that's a little. Uh, yeah, it won't be. It won't be twice. Um, but I, I, do, I do think Finau is an, an interesting option. He could be a potentially yeah. interesting pivot with so much wanting. I mean, well, who's, you know, ultimately who's going to get squeezed out of here is, is Morikawa. Morikawa. Um, which. I love. I played him last week at the PGA. I told you my, my Morikawa spidey senses were going off a little bit. Um, and he did okay. You know, T26. The irons continue to be fantastic. I just, we talked about him ad nauseum on the betting show. I won't go into it. But I, I really do like Morikawa this week a good bit. I'll happily take the leverage on him if it's given to me. Um, I, I'm definitely monitoring everyone from Spieth up. Like, there's no one from Spieth up that I don't want. So, uh, or, th- or that I would, I would fade. So you can't play them all, but monitoring that ownership is going to be important as the week progresses. I think that that means, you know, I do think Morikawa will be the lower owned out of those, possibly Hovland, I, I mean, Homa, um, but I, I don't know, maybe. Um, I, I think we could probably both agree that Burns, Sungjae, Chris Kirk, Siwoo Kim, those are the four left out that we've not discussed, and those guys will also be Possibly low owned. Sung Jay may be forgiven for his sins of the PGA Championship when mm-hmm. he, you know, took off to South Korea to beat up on some fellow countrymen the week before playing the PGA, and then he sucked. Uh, I could see Sung Jay getting a little, a little slide there, a little forgiveness. I don't see a lot of people wanting to pay up for Siwoo and Kirk in the nine K range. Um, what do you think? Yeah, I don't think I Siwoo, I think, and Kirk, both of them, I think are going to be pretty low on just because I agree. I don't think there's a lot of folks that are going to want to pay up, especially when um, I think there's so many people up in this range that you can go with and you know even go with a couple guys and, and then go drop down to the low 7K range, which I really like. Um, so I, I just don't see those two being ones that I'm going to go to, um, but I do, I do think they're going to get low ownership. I think Sung JM's the the interesting one for me. I mean, I I feel like um, I really want to see where his ownership is after what happened last week. I don't think too many people are going to just jump off of him. Um, But if I do get like a a low, like, you know, 10 to 15% owned Sung JM, I really like him on this golf course. It's a good fit for him. 
So I, I think that, you know, I like that. Sam Burns, I just feel like, I, I don't know. I, I don't know what to do with Sam Burns. I need a Ouija board or something. I'm telling you, I, I tried, like, what to, do I need? tried to tell you last week. I'm out. He's not the same right now with the iron. He's yeah. just not. I, I, I agree. That if you, um, you know, look at it. Look at his iron play leading up to his Charles Schwab victory last year. It is completely different than what he's doing right now in terms of consistency, in terms of peak weeks, in terms of the worst weeks that he's had. It's just not so fantastic. funny that he beat Scheffler in the damn match play. Like, what the hell was that shit? I mean, I get we say it every year at match play, though. Match play is just different, right? Like, it's just yeah. you're not playing the golf course. You're not playing. You're, you're playing the guy in front of you. And and that can be different. Um, but he had some good shots. He did, yeah, play. yeah. I mean, you, you obviously can't, you know, you can't lose nine strokes on approach like you did at API and win the match play. But I, I, I'm not buying it. I, I don't. If Sam Burns is five percent owned, I still won't play him. I'm not going to yeah. do it. Well, anyway, so I'm kind of leaning him. I like Morikawa and DFS. I still like Vic, and I'll go with him even if he's high owned. Um, and I'm fading Burns. So. I might would actually pay up for Chris Kirk. I feel like it's not great. I mean, $9,100 Chris Kirk sounds like loof. But, I mean, you kind of have to do that in weeks like this as we start getting down into the middle and the bottom end of this field. You, you know, it's not as, it's not as great. Um, so paying up for a guy is kind of what you have to do. I, I, I kind of like him, and I think there's, there's some – some names here in the 8K range that I think are going to catch some steam that are going to be popular that if, if somebody doesn't start off, you know, a lot of lineups are going to want to start off Scheffler and Spieth probably, and then they're going to jump straight to the 7K. But for those that don't, I think the 8K is going to be more popular than this low, than the Kirk Siwoo Kim range. And Kirk may give me some leverage. And I, and I like Kirk for this golf course. I really do. Obviously, he's a past champion. Played well here before. Played well at the PGA last week. So I do like Chris Kirk. Um, all right, let's, let's move on to the AK. Before we do, I want to remind everybody about Rainmakers, our friends at DraftKings doing their thing. The approach set, the last drop, is happening. And also, you can start your PGA Tour collection and play free for $750,000 this season. Claim your free starter pack. Get in on the action with DraftKings Rainmakers and compete for prizes all season long. Spend just 5 bucks, and then you get a free booster pack. Okay? It's fun. I actually went ahead and, and uh, I got I got my my Rainmakers stuff started. I got I opened up, up my first pack. It was a lot of fun. Oh, okay. Uh, right. So open up a pack, and then I did this thing. What do they call it? Crash and burn or whatever. I did that today. Have you crashed and I burned? I think it's called craft and burn. No, I think it, is it craft? It's not crash and burn. Craft and burn. It's like a it's like a um. They do that in uh, Minecraft. Are you sure? I don't know. All I know is I got to trade out three bad players. How I, do I know this? You don't. Know I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I got to trade out three bad players that I had on my in my in my pack for three good players, and I'm excited. I'm I'm playing in a single entry contest this week for the uh, for for the Charles Schwab. I'm pumped to kind of get to know Rainmakers and and uh, get going. So check it out. Give it a shot. Link in the description of the podcast here. You can uh, you know, like I said. Spend five bucks, get a free booster pack, get your starter your starter pack set up. It's it's great stuff. Enjoying the Rainmaker stuff. More Rainmakers content coming from Tour Junkies HQ too. I'll tell you that. All right, AK range. Let's talk about it. Uh, the 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 popular names that I was mentioning in the AK range, I believe, are going to be Steven Yeager at eighty one hundred, 
who continues to just play very, very well, very solid, seems to have leveled up, had another good week of the PGA. Why not Steven Yeager? Uh, I think it's going to be Cam Davis. Um, and then I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I think it's still going to be Ricky. I think it's still going to be Ricky. Denny's always popular, but he's, he's always, like, it may feel like he's underachieved here at Colonial for his skill set, I feel like. But I think it's going to be Ricky, Cam D. And I think those are the two reasons why I'll get, I'll get some leverage on Chris Kirk, along with him being also right below Fleetwood and Rose. But um, yeah, that, that's what I think is going to happen in terms, of the, in terms of the chalk. I think a cash play is, I think it's Ricky Fowler still. I think it could be Stefan Jaeger. Um, I think it would go as low as, as, as Jaeger in cash if you needed to. I mean, Ricky, I'm not worried about Ricky. Like, missed the cut of PGA by one shot. Like, that could have been freaking anything. A bad line in the rough, a stupid bunker situation. I don't know. I didn't watch every shot. But I'm not really sweating the PGA miscut. He's continuing to play extremely well. I, I'm not worried about it. What do you think about the chalk and about a cash play? Well, I definitely think Steven Yeager is going to be chalk, but I, don't, I still don't mind playing him. I think Fowler is going to be a little bit chalky. I agree with you there. Um, I don't think people are going to jump off after riding him as hard as, we've, as the DFS community's ridden him for a miscut on the number, where he still gained strokes tee to green. No, I agree. Um, I don't understand why you think Cam Davis is going to be chalked up. Maybe and, Cam and Davis. Maybe Cam Davis is is contest specific because I think in your sharper contest, your higher dollar entries, maybe some larger single entries, three max entries. I think he could be. I think the DFS community is a like the 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 diehard DFS community just likes Cam Davis in general, and will be very happy to to get back on him. Um. But, but, you know, I mean, I guess going from 2% owned at the PGA to chalk might be a, a stretch. But, I mean, he's definitely been bucking his head here. I mean, 6th at the player, 7th at the Heritage, 4th at the PGA after battling some sort of undisclosed illness. God knows what it is, but could, some sort of illness that he talked about that he had for a long time saying he didn't feel good. Now it seems like he feels good. I don't know. Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, that's the thing. is I think that we've seen him... You know, the last several tournaments, he's still low-owned. The highest being Valero, where he, I think he was 12%. Um, but other than that, he's been very low-owned, and he's kind of been a streaky golfer in general, and we're getting him on the upside here and trending. So I do like him, even if he's a little bit chalky. Now, I don't know that's relative to what you you think, if, and I say you meaning anybody listening that you know doesn't want to play what they may consider a chalky 8K, 8K guy. To me, if he's 10% or less, I, I like Cam Davis. I like Cam Davis, so I'm still going to play. Um, I think Steven Yeager and I think Ricky Fowler are going to be over 10%. Actually. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, you know, that's where kind of I fall there. If, if I'm looking at guys, though, in this range that I think are, are interesting that are not going to be chalky, um, you know, one is a guy like Russell Henley, a, a great ball striker. You know, doesn't necessarily hit it very far. This is a good course fit for him. Um, 
I, I think he could be interesting. I don't think he's going to be chalky at all. I think nobody's really going to play him. No, I mean, you know, I think he, somebody, I think, I think he won't be chalky, but he'll get some play. Yeah. I mean, he did miss the cut last week, but then you yeah. look at the last two events. I mean, T4 at the Masters and then a top 20 at the Heritage. Yeah. So Russell Henley is one that I think you could look at here. Um, I think the one that I'm going to fade, though, and I, I don't, I don't know if he'll be chalky, but everybody loves some Minwoo Lee right now. Everybody. Yeah. And I like him. I think he's, he's great for the game. He's got a, a sister who's a fantastic, world-class, elite golfer. He's, he's just seems like a great personality. Um, he's got all the talent in the world. He's coming off of a top 20 at the PGA where he kind of crept up there in the top 10 for a little bit then fell back a little bit. But Minwoo is somebody, that, and I've been high on Minwoo. I've talked about him a lot. Yeah. I don't think he's quite there yet. He just got his status, like this conditional status or whatever they call it, temporary status on the PGA Tour. We saw that with, with Tom Kim last year, and then he goes on to win. I don't think Minwoo has reached Tom Kim you know, territory. So I'm going to cool the Jets on Minwoo and just and, and not play him this week. And I don't know if he'll have that high ownership anyway. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, I'm not interested in Minwoo either. Uh, Until we see any sort of iron play out of him, it's really tough. Um, One question we get, I think, every week at some point, either in the comments or live or in a chat or on Discord or whatever, is like, can I start a lineup in the 8K range and be different? This week, I would say you could, but you probably should. I don't. Th- I I think there's enough question marks in the 8K, and you're leaving too much upside in the 9K to be able to do that. So I don't think that's possible. I do think. Well, define that a little bit. What does that mean? If you start an 8K range, like so, if somebody's guess, saying I'm going to start in the 8K range, that means they're neglecting something. I guess what I'm talking what about. Are they is, neglecting? I guess what I'm talking about is their highest price player being in the 8K. I don't think you can do that um i don't yeah i don't think i think you need to have some of these guys up here now obviously if you don't start scotty scheffler and 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 jordan spieth you're you're probably doing okay to start um i just think i don't think you can ignore the 9k and above and be like that wild i mean there's no wind projected here like so we're gonna get we're gonna get some level of predictability at colonial predictability yeah at colonial like unlike last week at oak hill um, so I think just know that going in. I, I one of the leverage plays for me that I'm seeing, I'm already thinking about right now is KH Lee. Like, yeah, KH quietly doing some damage off the tee. Like, look at his, look at his total strokes gained off the tee since he got on tour, and look at his last five tournaments. Like, he's clicking right now off the tee. Do the same thing and look at his approach play do the same thing, and look at his putting. Like, everything right now, except his around the green play, which may just be in because he's hitting more greens in regulation, he's having less opportunities, it may just be that. Um, but he's clicking at the moment. And he feels like a guy who, I mean, we know he's a two-time winner in Texas. Like, this isn't... Yeah, Colonial's a different golf course than, than Craig Ranch, for sure. But... He's a high up. I mean, he has high upside possibility. Just finished eighth at the Wells Fargo in an elevated event. Like, I think Cage Lee is a possible, very nice uh, leverage play. Yeah, I don't mind it. I'm with you there. Um, okay, 
Let's move on to the 7K range before we do want to remind you about our friends at Front 9 Coffee. Good jitters for the early birds. Front9coffee.com. Front the number nine, coffee.com. People who love golf, love coffee, love the tour junkies, love our listeners. They've been supporting the tour junkies now for over a year. Great startup business, uh, kind of small business here in Augusta, Georgia that you can support because when you order and you use promo code TJ10, you get 10% off your entire order, and you can use that code over and over again. Keep coming back, saving the 10%. They've got the whole bean. They've got the ground coffee. They now have K-Cups. I have my own blend. Pat has his own blend. Shop those. They're delicious. Front Nine Coffee, you order it. They roast it after you order it. It's delivered fresh to your door anywhere in the U.S., and they're just good people, and you're supporting a good company. So check out FrontNineCoffee.com. Promo code TJ10 gets you 10% off. Any, uh, any and every order there. Uh, as we do every, every week now on the DFS show, I do want to share my screen and take a look at some quick early leans over on Underdog, our friends at Underdog. And I think, Pat, I think right now for the Thursday round one pick them, mm-hmm. I, I think they're too low on some really good players in the birdie or better situation. Like I said, no I wind projected, no wind, uh, very little wind. I mean, there are gettable holes here. There are, you know, it's not like there's like super long, a bunch of, you know, a bunch of long par fours. There's not, there's not a whole lot of those. There's some par threes that have some teeth. You got the horrible horseshoe, Hogan's horseshoe or whatever the hell it's called. I don't know. You got well, that. Well, I mean, the first two holes are literally Easy. birdie holes. I mean, number one is got like a 50% birdie rate. Yeah. So you're already right off the bat. Like if you haven't, if you don't birdie number one. You're screwed. You are ticked off. Mm-hmm. You're ticked off. But they got these guys at three and a half birdies, and I think it's too low. Ricky Fowler, Tommy Fleetwood, Justin Rose, Sung J.M. And then at four birdies, I mean, you take your pick. So I, I think it's higher on all those. But then at four birdies, you have Jordan Spieth. I think it's between Jordan Spieth, Victor Hovland, and Tony Finau. Like, which one would you prefer to take mm-hmm. over four birdies? You, got, you might have some push equity there with the four even. But if you, if you put... One of those at four birdies with Sungjae, Rose, Fleetwood, and Fowler at three and a half, all at three and a half, and they all hit over. That's a twenty x return. Yeah. Um, and I and I would probably do an. I always do. The I think end. for me too. I just if, you know this better than I do, but I feel like I'm just sticking to birdies. Yeah, I, I like. I'm not going to worry about there. the score. I just yep. want birdies. I don't care. Yeah, there's there there will be birdies to be had there uh, at Colonial. And again, join Underdog. You've got the link in the description there. Use uh, promo code JUNKIES and uh, get a 100% deposit match up to $100 as well as uh, take advantage of those lines right there. Get it done. And there's plenty of states where that is available. If you're on YouTube, you can see right now where Pick'em is available in yellow. So most of the states in the U.S., Pick'em is available. So check it out. All right. 7K range, early leans, some cash some chalk, all that good stuff. Chalk. Are people going to be like, I don't know. I have some questions about the chalk in this range. I don't know that I have this one fully figured out. Are people going to be really giddy to play my boy Kitayama after his week last week? I don't, I don't think they are. Okay. So 7,900. I mean, obviously he's at the top of the chalk. price. Huh? I don't think he'll be chalk. Okay, so here's a, here's a name I think will be Chalky. He, and I, I've already bet him. I mean, he was 150-1 to 1 in the first look show this morning, but I mean, I think he's a steal there. 
He almost won just a couple weeks ago. And we're, we know we're all going to hear about him. Uh, he almost won the Byron Nelson. I mean, he, he had a chance to win the Byron Nelson. He didn't almost win. He had a great chance. I think he was in the last group on Sunday. He's playing well. Ryan Palmer, the, the mm-hmm. prince of Colonial Country Club member, um, doing his thing. Great record here at the Charles Schwab. Tons of top tens, top fives over, the, over his career. 70, 70, what, $200? Does that feel like it? I mean, he'll, he's going to be over 10%, don't you think? Yeah, I think he will be. So I think Palmer will be, and I, but I would play him in cash. I feel that good about Ryan Palmer. I don't mind him in cash, yeah. Which is crazy to say, but I would. Um, other potential chalk names could be Eric Cole at 7,200 right there with Palmer. That's going to be my next one. Like, I could see those guys getting, getting in a lot of Spieth Scheffler lineups. The thing I like about the 7K range and where it's, uh, it just is, um, for some reason, just more interesting than I've seen in a while, is I don't see a whole lot of chalk here. I really don't. Like, I, I think Palmer and I think Cole... Just looking at names that are, are guys that I think that, you know, I know people are going to go, like, gravitate to immediately. And there's not many in here that, like, really, like, like if you're screaming cash play or chalk or whatever, there's a lot of guys that I just don't see as being that chalky. Yeah, I agree. Um, another one down there at 7,300 we talked about on the betting show that I love is Hayden Buckley, but I, I think he could get some he love. He won't be chalky. I don't think he'll be chalky. You don't think though. he will be? Mm-mm. I mean, I guess he I could see him I could see him potentially getting to like eight or nine percent, which isn't crazy. No, uh, but my favorite guys in here don't I don't think at all are chalky. Cbez at seventy seven hundred. I don't think he's gonna people be people like Cbez. I think Cbez could get a little love. Uh, Maybe not. I don't know. He's so he's so. I don't know. The irons are incredible right now. I mean, I God, mean, the, look at his iron performances. The players. It's good. I mean, good. look at the bottom of this range, though. Dude. And that includes Will, the damn. That includes the heritage too. What? What are you saying? The bottom of this range, though. Will Gordon seven thousand. I don't like Seth it. Draka seven thousand. Vincent Norman seven thousand. Norman, I I kind of like. Struck. Will Gordon, how do you not like Will Gordon? I don't like Will Gordon. I don't I don't like I don't like how he's hitting it right now. I think he also just sucked at this US Open qualifier too. No, I, I thought know. he was up there. I thought he almost made it. Will Gordon? No. No, no, hang on. I'm on, I'm on no, he's on. way down the list. By the way, we talked about the, the US Open qualifier on the betting show, but long story short, they played a, a lot of a lot of these guys played a 36 hole Monday. Uh, U.S. Open qualifier in Dallas. Maybe we'll talk about one name here in particular that uh that crushed it. I don't even see Will Gordon now, but he did play in it. Where is he? Small Daddy didn't do very well. He was terrible. Oh, Small Daddy! Gosh dang it, man! Nor I thought my boy Norlander didn't get in there either. Oh, uh, Will Gordon! He shot uh he four under, so he missed it by four. Okay. Well, not terrible. Whatever. Yeah. All right. Anyway, I, I do think um, this seven K range is interesting. I don't think that we're going to see a whole lot of chalk in here for sure. So a, a lot of ways you can d- differentiate your lineup this week in the seven K range. 
I think Sam Stevens is going to continue to be popular. Got yeah, into the PGA. Yep, got into the PGA last minute. But I'm not afraid to – I mean, Matt Naismith seems to kind of turn his ball striking back around here lately. I think Naismith could be interesting. Uh, I, I've been riding Bramlett a lot this year. This isn't probably a perfect course for Bramlett. But, you know, if Kokrak kind of gave a blueprint for a bomber winning here, I could see Bramlett having yeah. some success. Um, Are you gonna play some Bo Hostler? I don't mind. You know, I normally can't stand Bo Hostler, but I refuse to play an overpriced chalky Bo Hostler. So mm-hmm. I don't think he's necessarily overpriced in this field. He is playing better, it seems. If he's not popular, I don't hate it. Um, like if 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 Buckley and Palmer and Cole just eat it all up right there, and Hostler's kind of nothing. I don't. I don't hate that. I don't love the middle here. Um, like Smalley and Grillo, I, I'm interested. I'm I might go back to Grillo. You talked me into him late Son. in the Nut Hut chat on Wednesday night, and then he freaking sucked. But he actually, no, I I mean, you can blame me all you want. I played him too, so it's not like it's a like we were we were joint in the. But then he actually turned it around, like round two. I mean, round one, yeah, he shot eight over. He eight was over. Well to start off, wasn't he like two or two under? Yeah, he was good two. to start, and then and then. Uh, but round two, he gained strokes on approach around the green and putting. But round one, he lost. He always gained gained strokes on approach. Not nah, he did not on round one. On round one, he lost almost three shots in yeah. just round one. But I mean, that can happen, right? Like that that can happen at a PGA yeah. like Oak Hill, set up like Oak Hill. So I think I think Grillo's an interesting look because he's got a good record here. Before that, everybody loved him. Like he was checking all these boxes. He's playing well, 23rd at Wells Fargo, fifth at Mexico, seventh at the Heritage. Like playing really well. I mean, those strokes honestly could have been lost in one or two shots. You know, to one or two bad lies. I think Grillo is going to be an interesting test in ownership. Just kind of see if people are are, are wanting to go back or able to go back. Um, I think the Todd Father and and Ben On up there at seventy eight, seventy nine hundred are both interesting to me. Both do golf very differently, but I think both could get it done here. That's the beauty of Colonial. I mean, the beauty of Colonial is so many different skill sets can do well here. You don't have to eat like the chalk because it's the one guy at that price point that does what you need to succeed. Like anybody could really, the short hitters, the long hitters, like it could all be done here. Uh, we've seen good putters win here. We've seen bad putters play well here. Um, I mean, hello, Jason Kokra was a, is a bad putter. Yeah. So uh, it, it can happen. So I, th- I think we definitely, you know, we got it. We can't be, we can't be afraid to kind of pivot down here in the seven K range, but um, all right, let's, Let's move on. Let's do our 6K draft and get out of here. How about it? Sounds good. We last, okay week, last week, we did good. We did good. We got back on the... It was, a very, it was very much a team effort last week, I thought. Uh, yeah, because we had only two missed cuts out of the six guys drafted. Mm-hmm. One was yours, Matt Kuchar. One was mine, Thor Bjorn Olsen. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you had Straka at T7 and HV3 at T29. I had... Eric Cole at T15, and Buckley at T26. So, I mean, dude, four top 30s out of the 6K range there. Yeah, out, of, out of six picks is pretty freaking Let, good. Let's think about that a little bit. We're taking 6K guys, mm-hmm. and four were in the top 30. Yeah, we gave you six, and four were in the top 30. Pretty damn good. Let's get into it this week, buddy. I'm, 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 I, li- I like some guys here. I'm going to have to make some decisions here. I'll let you start. You go. 
All right. Well, I will start um, with one of my favorite guys in here. Fantastic ball striker. He's been playing great all year long. Well, I say all year, but uh, recently for sure. Almost won a few weeks ago in Mexico. Was in contention. Akshay Batia. Batia. Okay. All right. Um, uh, okay. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. Nate Lashley. I, I'm. I'm buying the Nate Lashley stock. Maybe it's the beers we shared at the Wells Fargo. I don't know. But I mean, the dude's popping right now on approach. Uh, I think the only reason he's losing some shots off the tee is he's not very long off the tee. But that's not gonna hurt him here. He's putting nicely. Uh, he's got experience here at Charles Schwab. He's sixty nine hundred. I, I, I like I like Nasty Nate to do his thing. Okay, I don't mind it at all. Um, all right. Well, I will go with a guy that um, I, I've really kind of talked up a lot this year. He's he's cooled off a little bit in the last few weeks, but I'm going to go back to Ben Martin at sixty eight hundred. I think this is a good course fit for him. When you look at the stats, I mean. The guy's a, yep. a top 30 in the world, ball striker, approach, um, off the tee, putting, everything for Ben Martin. So I'm going to go with uh, Ben Martin at 6,800. How are we not going to play Dylan Wu? Right? Got like, to. Yeah. And, and I mean, Dylan Wu, there's going to be, Dylan Wu will be a popular name down here, I believe. Um, yes, he missed the cut at the AT&T Byron Nelson. I, I don't have it in front of me, but I bet he missed it maybe on the number, uh, because the only category he lost strokes in was off the tee. Uh, but he gained he gained everywhere else again. And before that, he had not missed a cut since Torrey Pines. I mean, like, Dylan Wu's been playing very good golf. I'm not going to be thrown off by one round at the AT&T Byron Nelson. Again, he could be chalk in the 6K range, and that might look like 7 or 8%. But he's just a name you need to be paying attention to. Yeah, I I like that one. Um, all right, well then I'm going to go down to um, 6600 and Mark Hubbard. I just think, I mean, look at him. Yep. The guy's just making a ton of cuts. I mean, I'm just looking at his last four with two top 20s in there, a top 30 in there. Um, made the cut barely, but had a you know almost a dead last. I guess it was dead last. I think, but Mark Hubbard, I like at 6600. So there you go. By the way, we just dropped our interview with Mark Cupper that, that did take place a while ago, uh, but uh, we just dropped it on YouTube. So check it out if, you're, if, you've not, if you've not paid attention. It was a great interview. Mark's very funny. He was an open book. We had a great conversation with Mark. Really good. Um, all right. Well, the last one is going to be popular. So be, be prepared. But again, you need to be aware. Carson Young from Anderson, South Carolina, the best mustache coming out of Anderson. Just qualified for the U.S. Open in this U.S. Open 36-hole marathon day in Dallas where he shot 16 under to beat everybody by at least five, beat Austin Eckert by five. He shot a 63, and then he set the course record, new course record with a 62. Five, I mean, the dude literally shot a 63, had lunch, probably took a dump, and then shot a 62 course record. Like, pretty good. Jeez, man. Uh, did you leave any birdies for the rest of them? But also, if you're like, oh, DB, I mean, that's just a Monday qualifier or a U.S. Open qualifier at some weird course in Dallas. Well, he's got three top 20s in his last four starts, including the Byron Nelson in Texas down the street. 
the Mexico Open at Vedanta, and the RBC Heritage, which was an elevated event. He's gaining strokes off the tee. He's gaining strokes on approach. He's gaining strokes putting. Like, the kid's got some chops. 29th at the Honda on a tough golf course that didn't require a lot of distance. I mean, it's not like he's short, though, either. Like, Carson Young at 6,300 is a serious value. Now, I think a lot of lineups might start Scotty Scheffler, Jordan Spieth, Carson Young. So just know, like, I, I, he's going to be a popular play. Um, but if, you know, if you, if you want to, I don't, I don't know. I'm just saying, like, just be, be aware of that. I think he will be, he will not go unnoticed. Um, now, you know, if he gets too high, everybody will jump off. So just be aware of that. But that's a 6K draft. All right. That's it for the Charles Schwab Challenge. We'll be back next week. Got a great elevated event. It's the memorial for Mirfield Village, Jack's Place. It's going to be a good time. But I'm excited about this week. I love the golf course. I love Colonial. Good field. It's going to be nice. U.S. Open is going to be here before we know it. Had a great PGA Championship. Pat, enjoyed the show. Have a great week. Your screens be green. See you. Out.